0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, please be seated. Happy Easter. So glad you're all here. And I know I'm a broken record, but so what? I'm going to tell you again. This is the most important day of the year. started telling you that last, last Sunday, and I'm still telling you that. And um, you know, it, it surpasses everything else. Yes, your birthday is great. Yes, your anniversary, they're all great. Yes, Christmas is great, and sadly, Christmas seems to have more traditions than Easter, but Easter is the best. It's better than Christmas, better than everything else. This is the most glorious day. So, I should defend that if I'm going to say that, so that's what I'm going to do this morning. Why is Easter Sunday so important? Well, I think I can make this truly very, very simple. In short, Easter Sunday is so important because it gives us the happy ending. We've got to have a happy ending. We need a happy ending, okay? And without Easter, would the ending be happy? No, it wouldn't. I mean, how many of your favorite, not not movies you like, how many of your favorite movies or books end with a happy ending? I knew I liked a few movies that didn't have a happy ending, so I, I, I went and kind of looked up to make sure I wasn't misleading you. None of my favorites have a sad ending. They all have a happy ending. Because we are drawn to happy ending. We want a happy ending. We need a happy ending. We want that happily ever after. That's not just some cliche. We want it. That is, unless you know, we're already depressed. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? We're feeling sad about everything, and then we pull out one of those movies that doesn't have a happy ending, because we just want to feel more depressed. But without Easter morning, we'd be stuck right there. We'd be stuck there. I hear people say, oh, I like the movies that don't have happy endings. It's true to life. Well, I hope that's not true to life. I hope there's an actual happy ending coming. And Easter morning says there is, okay? Okay. Yeah, definitely this world has its share of depression and misery and sadness. For sure. Okay? We'd be, if it weren't for Easter, we'd be stuck with those disciples and the women in the upper room locking the doors, feeling like everything was lost, nothing to hope for, nothing to look forward to. We'd be going to the tomb like they were, like, oh, who's going to roll the stone away? Everything is lost. There's no hope. But Easter comes... The happy ending. And it takes a while, no doubt. It takes a while for the disciples to get it and the women to get it. Because they have a hard time believing this is really possible. You know, if you've never seen that movie Risen, they made it a few years ago. It's worth a watch. Valerie got it. We watched it again yesterday. But you can see how it's such a struggle for them to really believe. Can this really have happened? So at at first, they're not sure, but... They come to believe it, and not just believe it, but they come to stake their entire lives on this happy ending. You all have heard this, that most of the disciples face quite tragic endings here on earth. Quite tragic. But they all face them with the promise of this happy ending that is coming for them. One of the greatest examples is Stephen, and he's the first one, the first martyr, he, as he's being stoned to death, not doesn't sound like a super happy ending, does it? But as he's being stoned to death, he looks up and sees Jesus in heaven. There's his happy ending. Okay. In fact, Job, in our first reading today that Paul read, he talks about the same happy ending. He was quite miserable. Job was feeling like maybe all was lost. But he even says, which is kind of cool, he even says, you know, this should be written down in a book with an iron pen and lead forever. This is a pretty happy ending, he says. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And you know, actually, some Christians do actually engrave that on rock, on their tombstones. I've seen it. I know that my Redeemer lives. And Job says, and I know that At the last, he will stand upon the earth, and I will see God. What a happy ending. And that's what Easter morning is about. It is the, the happy ending of all happy endings. Now, if that makes sense, I want to spend most of my time in the second reading, 1 Corinthians 15 today. Because there, this is what got me thinking about it a lot. Paul ends, he ends that reading, and you all all know that. Oh death, where's your victory? Oh death, where's your state? He ends on this great happy ending of that chapter. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, that that is an awesome happy ending. But I want to take you, kind of build you up to that in this entire chapter. Paul's been he's been teaching about a very specific thing that you you and I we often wonder about. What will happen to our bodies? After we die, when, you know, we believe in this resurrection, uh, what, what's going to happen actually to our bodies? And Paul is, is answering that very question. Okay? First, he vigorously defends that Jesus did rise from the dead because if he didn't, well, then it's all a mute point. But he, said, he gives all the witnesses who all saw him alive after Easter Sunday. He says it's foolish not to believe in the resurrection. But then, then he gets to this specific question. And it really... I mean, I, I hear questions about this all the time. You know, what, what is it, is it going to be like this? Is it going to be like that? Will we know this person? All this kind of stuff. Okay, so that's what he's dealing with. Someone will ask, Paul writes, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come So, so basically, now I'm just putting it in my words. He's basically saying, "What kind of a? I'd like to know what this happy ending is going to be like. What what kind of body are we going to have? Okay, we look at our bodies now and they're dying. So, you know, it's hard for us to imagine what. How's my body? How's God going to make my body perfect? You know, or, or we look at the bodies of our loved ones in a casket at their funeral and we say. What will happen to their body? What, what kind of a happy ending is this going to be? Okay? Well, just for a minute, thinking about that question, it's a very important question, think about Jesus. What kind of shape was Jesus' body in when they laid Him in the tomb Friday evening? Pretty rough shape, wasn't it? Right. Um, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, they come and they wrap Him up in some spices, of course, but His body was... I mean, his back was all cut up from the flogging. Of course, he's got a hole in his side from a spear. His hands, of course, and his feet have holes from the nails. His body is beaten, bruised, probably all kinds of colors, lifeless. And we're asking now, what kind of a body are we going to be raised with? What kind of happy ending is this going to be? And Easter morning, you see, boom, there's your answer. There's your answer. What kind of body did Jesus rise from the dead with? His body, of course, but much better—a glorious body, perfect body. And, and in, he, in his case, of course, yes, he still has the marks because we remember he will show his disciples the mark of the nails and the spear. But that's so that we can, so that we—that's for our benefit, so that we can see those marks of our salvation. But his body now is imperishable; will never die again. It's powerful. It's spiritual. Well this is how Paul says it. He says what you sow into the ground, your, your body when you sow it into the ground, does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow isn't the body that's going to be, but a bare kernel perhaps of wheat or some other grain. And so it is with the resurrection. What is sown is perishable, but what is raised is imperishable. What's sown in weakness is raised in power. It's sown a natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. So we." We can all understand his simple illustration. You put a seed in the ground this spring, whatever it is you're planting, You know, if you're a farmer, corn or soybeans, if you're a gardener, whatever, you put the seed in the ground, it dies, and then this whole new plant comes to life. So that's what Paul is trying to get you to think about. Our bodies planted in the ground when we die, and God raises them up like the body of Jesus. Perfect imperishable, incorruptible. And Paul even calls it a spiritual body, which in English you got to be careful with. It doesn't mean a spirit like ghost, like our body is going to be a ghost, but no spiritual in the sense that it's heavenly, it's perfect. And then, now, now if that all jived with you, then you come to this awesome and happy ending. He says when this happens... When our bodies are raised from the dead that way, perfect and glorified, then will come to pass this saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Now, you got to sit on those words a little bit because I, I won't be able to do them justice. You've got to sit on them. The word swallowed is literally two words put together, drinking down. So Jesus has drunk down, swallowed death. Okay. And He's brought victory in its place. Now, this all goes back to Isaiah 25 another happy ending listen to this this little happily ever after that Isaiah describes he says on this mountain the lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food sounds great a feast of well aged wine even better of rich food full of marrow of aged wine well refined and he will swallow up see the word swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations, he will swallow up death forever. How about that happy ending? A great big feast of good food and wine. That sounds good. And God our Lord swallowing up death. You see why Paul can't, Paul can't help himself. Oh, death, where's your victory? Where's your sting? Ha! Yeah, it might sting us a little bit in this world, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, i got to complete the story for you, though, lest you think I'm crazy. Yes, we look around in the world. It doesn't look like death has been swallowed up, does it? We're all still dying. Everyone in this room is dying, of course. But let God explain this to you. Okay, God explains this over and over again in His Word. You have to look and believe with eyes of faith. You have to. Okay, Your body right now may look like it's dying, but it's not. Not by the eyes of faith, it's not. Because Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 that our bodies are jars of clay. They're weak. They're fragile. But God has put inside of that jar of clay a great and precious treasure. Those are God's words, not mine. There's this this precious treasure inside of you in that jar of clay. And he says, we have a spirit of faith, so we believe, we believe that God who raised Jesus on Easter morning will also raise us with Him. So, he says, we don't lose heart. And here's kind of the punchline. Though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. He says, we don't look to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. So my question to you is, do you see that? Because that's Easter morning. Do you see that going on? Yes, your outer body is dying for a time, but inwardly, you're being renewed day by day. And in you, this saying is true. Death is being swallowed up in victory. Right now it is. You wait, you wait. You believe and you wait and you'll see. Okay. Surely as Easter morning happened, He's risen indeed, and you will rise too. And in fact, we don't just look at our bodies this way, we look at everything in life this way. When we look at the world, and this is why we get so many of these movies that have these tragic, sad endings, because, hey, if you look at life, it sometimes looks like that, like it's a constant tragedy. It doesn't look like it's moving toward a happy ending all the time. But we look at Easter morning, though, and we say, no... Something happy is on the rise. and we look at all the sorrow and the sadness in, in the, this world and all the evil and the suffering, and we say, no, all of that bad stuff is being swallowed up in Jesus' victory. This is going to be a happy ending. I know it, I believe it. Jesus has guaranteed it. All the death of this world he is swallowing up right now in his victory, and that's why, and I I will be the first to tell you I'm not good about it. But this is why we Christians can have a smile every day. Okay, day. I'm, I'm one that can be way too serious, and I know many of you can as well. Because you know what we do? We listen to the devil always telling us everything's wrong. Everything's bad. Everything's going to, going to pot, right? We watch too much cable news. We read too much on social media. We listen to the death sounds far too much. But then we come to church and we hear the sound of victory, the sound of Jesus. We hear the trumpet call. We hear each other singing together. That's one of my absolute favorite things about church, about our church. Not listening to somebody else sing to us, but singing to each other. Singing of the victory. Telling each other that death is being swallowed up. And we get excited for that happy ending. And then that drives us back into the world on Monday morning, tomorrow morning. And we go and we work on swallowing up the death of this world in the victory of Christ. And we do that by loving one another, by smiling at one another, by serving one another, by doing everything we can to bring the happiness of Christ into this world of death. And all the while we do that, we got that victory in sight. He's risen indeed. We know the ending is happy, as Paul says. I'll leave you with his words. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.